What is going on, everyone? This is Stephen Brogan Cortez. You have made it to the YVF Not Podcast. Today is a special episode, episode 43. We have our first guest, and I believe this is season three. Cool, cool. We have Gabriela Sofia Torres. Hope you enjoy the show, y'all. Let's get into it. Could you could you say something, please? Hello. Ah, it's being picked up. Okay. Perfect. Oh my gosh! So you're officially the first. We're just jumping into this. I hope you're okay. Okay. With that. That's fine with me. You're you're my first official guest. So Are you serious? First. Damn. Of, I mean, I've had my girlfriend on it, and I think I've had other friends on it before, but it's been very. Like, yeah, come on in. Not, no real thought into it. Like, no real thought as to, like, this is a guest. I'm going to talk to them and see what, who are they, you know? Like, what yeah. makes them get up and go, why the fuck not, you know? Yeah. So, so please, t- what's your whole name, Gabriella? Share it. Okay. Um, so, I'm Gabriella Sofia Torres. That's, like, the whole official <laughs> birth name for me. Uh, yeah, no. Um, I'm originally... I'm Orlando, Florida. I was born and raised there, and now I'm currently in New York. So, yeah. No. What's got you in New York? Um, so, I'm up there because, first off, I, I've always done professional acting. I've been doing it since I was very young, so I already have representation up here. So, it just was easier once I hit around 18 that I would live here now. And also, I'm I'm in college, so I go to NYU. So yeah, I'm a vocal performance major with a concentration in musical theater, and I'm double majoring in journalism. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it's so cool to see that, like, by 18, you were like, by 18, you were like, that's my chance to just get out there and just go for it already. Yeah, I mean, I also wanted to just get out of Florida in general. It was not the place for me. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, no offense to Flor- Floridians, but I was like, you seem pretty chill for a Floridian. I've, I've seen videos of some gnarly ones. I mean, there's gnarly Californians, so I'm not going to say all Californians are just, you mm-hmm. know, happy-go-lucky. There's some weird ones of us, but but chill. hello, f- little Floridian. How are you doing? Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> right on. Uh, mm-hmm. Shoot, sorry, let me get the coffee going right now. This is honestly the most energy I've had in a podcast, and it's because there's another person involved. And it, I'm, I'm a little excited. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm a little giddy inside. I've been wanting yeah. to get someone on this. I, now that I have someone in front of me, I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I say? How do, what do I, you do, you talk, you talk. I talk so much on this podcast. But I was going to say, so is this your first, like, I guess, podcast appearance or interview as like, say, as a personality, you know, as a, as an actor, if you will. I mean, yeah, I've been asked to be on a couple other podcasts as well. Um, I just, it, it has fallen through. So technically, yeah, you're the first one. Oh my God. So when you make it and it's big, this will be like something in the archives of like the Gabriela Sofia Torres, like hidden gems. Yeah. I mean, I'm starting to get there surprisingly. So (laughs) I see your following on TikTok is just booming. Congratulations on that. It is. It's because um, there's this really famous, like, um, I like to say old school YouTuber because I grew up with him. Uh, ProZD, he started a TikTok and he, like, duetted one of my videos and he, like, reposted it on, like, Twitter and, like, YouTube and it's already, like, over millions of views at this point. So I'm like, oh boy, I'm getting all that traffic from his account going to my page. And I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> crazy that's what it's all about right like this whole covid thing has made me i used to be such a huge extrovert but i feel like my extrovert has starved itself a little bit because Mm -hmm. of all this 
But I feel like no matter what in life, it's all about just talking to people, right? Just like, I don't even yeah. social media, just connecting through like duets and, and stitches and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy, honestly. I feel like yeah, you're definitely right about the pandemic changing the scope of all of that because we were all locked inside and really didn't have anything to do. So that's why so many people downloaded TikTok over that time. So the coping I mean, it makes mechanism, sense. man. Straight up coping. <laughs> literally you gotta you gotta keep yourself entertained somehow i mean that's why so many people like jumped on the animal crossing train over covid too Dude, i straight up bought stephanie a switch i was like you're playing animal crossing with me we're gonna figure this out and then two months later we we're like okay we're done yeah because you get burned out and also like i think a lot of people why they aren't picking stuff up like things that they did over quarantine it's kind of like traumatic in a sense if you think about it because like oh i used this thing to cope while i was like stuck inside for such a long period of time and then you kind of get tired of it so then that that memory of like you being stuck inside is associated with that thing so yeah <laughs> someone can pick up animal crossing new horizons and just get triggered just be like that was a that was that a was, dark, that was a dark time, time. Yeah. That was um, a dark time. But Grandpa, tell me about this game. Is this Animal Crossing New Horizons? Oh, Billy, that was a, a dark time in my history. Please don't touch that. Don't touch. Don't go into my island. Don't talk to my zebra. The, the induced PTSD of the pandemic. <laughs> so <laughs> Triggered what? by Animal Crossing. Love it. <laughs> so was TikTok your like main way of coping, if you will, like with this whole pandemic? Crisis. I mean, not necessarily, because the thing is, I kind of started my account a little bit later after that. Um, I started, um, I started at, I don't remember off the top of my head. I want to say I started like actively posting in like March of this year, surprisingly. So I started pretty recently. Are you serious? March of this year? Yeah, Dude, I mean, it was I that used to one tw t Twitter, that one, that one share, that one stitch that got it. Dude, I mean, I, I, I also like abused the algorithm really badly at the beginning. So like, I would like post like a sh like a shit ton a day, and then it just like kind of goes off from there. So yeah, but is that crazy? Not, it's crazy, but like not like not like uh, like uh, I don't even know what the word is. Uh, it's not something you should look down upon, though. It is crazy, but it's kind of what you have to do. It's it, yeah to kind of get I yourself mean, out there. You have to just pump. You have to pump st content out there nowadays. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's it's really interesting too because like a lot of what I post, like the stuff that usually tends to do really well, is stuff that like I just like film it once. It takes me five seconds, and I'm not thinking, and then it just blows up. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, great. <laughs> Not the TikTok the that you spent 10 hours on or like just... Oh, yeah, where I like specifically got the perfect audio and then I like implemented it. Yeah. But like that's just kind of how the internet is, you know? It's just random. It's very random. It's a little scary too, but it's okay. Dude, yeah, it's a little scary. <laughs> I remember a time in middle school where they would let us be on the internet and we had no firewall protection on those computers at school. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like I saw this one TikTok. Speaking of TikTok, it was this guy talking about how like Xenials are all like, oh, yeah, I had unrestricted access to the Internet. I saw salad fingers. And then you're like, yeah, that's cute. that, that might have been creepy. But it's like, I'm a millennial. I had unrestricted access to the Internet and I saw the pain Olympics. OK, as a child. Fun. Don't just, just... If you, do you know about the pain Olympics? If I you, do know okay. about the pain Olympics. I'm yeah, you're one. just like, oh, I just saw Mr. Hands spread around as a joke. Like, 
That missed. Okay. That, yeah. You ever see a guy with a jar? What he can do yeah, with a jar? Uh, yeah. Oh, stop. <laughs> fun fact, not a fun fact, but a fact about that video at the end when the big climax happens, there's a big crack. Apparently, it's because, and I don't. This could just be like rumors. It's just a rumor. Yeah. But I heard the reason why he flinched and cracked the the the, the mason jar was because yeah. his family just got home. <gasps> no. <laughs> so you're just home recording this video, putting a jar up yeah. your boom boom, and then all of a sudden, knock knock knock. Hey, honey, what are you doing? Picking glass crack. out of my bum. <laughs> crack. I'm doing black tar <laughs> heroin. Um, anything but this. What's better than putting a jar up my ass? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Man, gotta gotta love the internet, right? I mean, gotta you know, love the internet. I think you're gonna relate to this because I saw on your bio on your on your TikTok. Uh, but I feel like Bo Burnham's internet song from Inside. Oh, yes. it's, it's my person personally. It's one of my. It's like it's probably like the top favorite song from the Inside movie because <laughs> it's I, it represents the internet so well. Yeah. I freaking love that song so much, like so much so to the point where I literally, where even like a class project that I did recently, I literally performed it. Like that's how much I love that song. Yeah. Dude, nice. Why not? Why? What was the oh, project? Was it just pick a song? Uh, no, it was, um, so for our acting class first semester, they were like, oh, you need to do like this project called the universe project where you basically like show us your universe in 15 minutes. So I was like, okay, if, if there's no restrictions, then I guess I'm just gonna sit on the floor and talk about how terminally online I was in middle school and then sing welcome to the internet. And then I did, so. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 no one, like if anything, like we're the first generations where, where we grew up with the internet and in it's most infantile, raw stage like now yeah, literally. you can't say certain words on tiktok or else you get shadow banned or completely banned now like you have to yeah. watch, you have to really watch your p's and q's which you know it's not a bad thing but like if you're just talking shit you can get in trouble you know what i mean where it's like yeah 100 i was messing and around. it's it's such a big change especially because if you look at like even like humor from like um the early internet dave's early youtube it's like vastly different from like internet humor now <laughs> it's so it's, it's like it's black and white really <laughs> it's so niche it's like it's 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 such a specific taste like i remember the rap the picture of the raptor like the inquisitive raptor picture was a yeah, meme stuff like that like oh my god just doge Doge, and then Doge made a comeback with our with our with our current economy. Did you hear about that? Yeah, Dogecoin. Yeah. Dude, I, I made like a thousand dollars on Dogecoin. I'm not gonna you lie. did? I'm not gonna lie, I jumped in That's on amazing. that. Amazing. I learned how to code thanks to thanks to uh, Dogecoin. Thank you, Dogecoin. Not sponsored. <laughs> not sponsored. I will be happily sponsored by Dogecoin. Not though. yet, at least. Not with that attitude. <laughs> Dude, I'm holding on to, was it like, I have like, not even Dogecoin. I have like Shiba Inu coin. It's literally just okay. Shiba Inu. And it, it's, people say it's garbage, but you know what? This garbage, these 13 million coins I got cost me 70 cents. In 30 years, I could change my life. I don't know. Who cares? But it's just 30 cents out of the pocket. I mean, who knows, honestly? <laughs> All right, here's a question I've been dying to ask you. Dying to ask okay. you. Skitty. Mm -hmm. Skitty. You have this obsession over Skitty. Yeah. And I'm not, no judging. I, you're talking to the person who loved my favorite Pokemon's Jigglypuff. I wish I was yeah. a Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff's number one. I love one. Jigglypuff, too. Oh, you don't mess with Jiggy. You know, Jiggy's the best. Yeah. And, so, and it's a tank, too. Like, you can't battle a Jigglypuff. It's a, a, a Wigglytuff will sit <laughs> on you. 
No, literally. But yeah. Skitty, tell you identify as Skitty? Do you like do you like just love this Skitty? Is, okay, so this is a really fun story. Um so actually Skitty's not my favorite Pokemon. My favorite Pokemon's Werelord, actually. Oh, I've always seen those two together. I've always thought it was exactly, Skitty and Werelord. Because, because I think they are so cute. I love both of them. And the thing is, like, you in the Pokemon world they can they can breed together, and that's why I've always <laughs> So Wait. that's why I'm always like, oh, they're so cute. Like, I love them both. And yeah, no, um, I have like this inside joke with um, the person I've been seeing um, that they're Werelord and I'm Skitty. So like, that's... <laughs> I was just going to ask though. I was like, they're breeding. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Is, Skitty, is, is Skitty the boy though? I was like, for, for a moment, <laughs> I was like, can Skitty be the boy? And then like, Werelord, I mean, the thick queen? I mean... The thing is with um, Skitties is that they have a higher percentage of being a girl um, than a boy. <laughs> so canonically speaking, if we're, so if we're, speak- speaking, if we're speaking if we're speaking about the deck, the Deck uh, implemented in season three, uh, only girls. No, no boys. No boys. No boys. <laughs> Even though it's possible, but like it's seventy five percent like female and twenty five percent male. There's a there's a smaller chance. <laughs> Why do I feel like that's the same thing for Jigglypuff? Like, it's all these pink Pokemon. It's like, it's hard to find the boy version of the pink one. Because Pokemon is, I don't know, they just said gender binary. <laughs> I don't know. Gender, God, but they, then they have Ditto, who's like our, you know, non-conforming. You know, he's like, I'm everything, you know, I'm fluid. He's, literally I'm fluid. Everything. I just, I, I just have imposter syndrome at this point. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the new Pokemon cards that came out where it looks like a... Like a Badoo or something, and it literally mm-hmm. peels off like a sticker, mm-hmm. and it's a Ditto. I love it. Like that's it's so, so great. Like that's so cool. Like I, I, I mean, the older I get, though, I'm not gonna lie. The older I get, and I see all these like like the more merchandise that comes out, and then we talk about like global warming and the world dying. I'm like, we're producing all this crap. Where does it go? Like that sticker. Where's that sticker Damn. go? Mr. Peace. On my laptop. <laughs> on my laptop. It's going on, on my, my it's going on my, my bottle actually on my thermos here. It's my best yeah. friend. Of course. Alright. Do you ever watch the Pokemon anime? I freaking love the Pokemon anime. Ooh, it's okay. so good. I used to watch it as like a kid. Like I remember like Saturday mornings I specifically would wake up at like nine and it would be on on like Cartoon Network, so I would just watch it. It was so good. Yes. Oh, I got pissed off at my mom because we didn't have cable growing up when it was just me and my mom. So I had to yeah. wait till Saturday mornings to be watching it on mm-hmm. Channel 5 Kids WB. Yeah. And one time my mom wanted to go to the supermarket and I'm like, are you kidding me? I have a new Pokemon Johto League Champions, mom. I can't be leaving right now. Literally. You need to know the lore. You need to know what happens. <laughs> But see, but then it kind of lost me a little bit when when Brock started becoming like a living like a living explanation after one point. Like he would just be like, "Oh no, he used Sand Attack. His accuracy is gonna be knocked down a little bit." You I gotta, like, you gotta tell the stupid kids what's going on. You gotta tell. That's the thing. You can't. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you can't treat kids like they're stupid. Like Stephanie always makes fun of me for this, but when I ever like talk to my little ones or any little kid, I like talking to them like adults. You ever try that? Yeah, it's funny. Because, it, like, when they ask you stuff, they're just like, hey, what does this mean? They're not asking you as a kid. They're just asking, no. what does this mean? And I'll be like, well, let's talk about that, dude. I'm not, I'm not going to break it down into layman's terms for them like Mr. Brock over here. Damn, Mr. Brock. I don't know. I love Brock, not going to lie. I, I started not liking him, though, when they changed his voice. 
Cause I'm, yeah, when they changed his voice, it's weird. Because wasn't the voice for Brock the same voice for James at one point, too? I, I don't know off the top of my head, but that does sound right. Sounds about right. Okay, about right. let's see. What's a top moment for you in the Pokemon anime? A top, like like a moment in the anime where you're like, that changed me. That's that's staying here forever. I'm trying to think, honestly. Um, I remember, oh, ooh, this is this is a good one. Uh, this was um, like they, when they were covering like Gen 3. Um, there's this one scene that I'm like, May is like asking Ash, like, oh, what's that keychain that you have? Like, who gave that to you? And he was like, oh, no, that's from like my friend from like a long time ago. And it was a keychain that Misty gave him, like, in like the first couple seasons. So I was like, oh, damn, they, it all connects. <laughs> she gave him a keychain? Yeah, yeah, Misty did at one point. Wait, what? Time out. I didn't know that. I've always, like, I don't know. Like, I've always shipped them, but then again, Ash is 10, so that means Misty's maybe around the same age. You know what I mean? They're all children except for Brock. Is Brock a child, too? Or is he an adult? He's a young adult who's got, who has hormones pumping through his body. <laughs> yeah. He sees a pretty that girl, and he literally's changed forever. When, when he can identify all the Officer Jennies and Nurse Joys. <laughs> like, come on. It's like, no, that's that's Officer Jenny from Saffron City. How do you know? Oh, I know. I just know. Okay. <laughs> Yo, and that's Vermilion City over there. You just know she's from Vermilion, my boy. Ooh. I can't God damn. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Uh, I think this is... Uh, I was going to check out... Well, I got to check it out, though. My, my ADHD won't let me go from one thing to another. It will, but I need to it's focus okay. on this. Wait. Ash's keychain from Misty? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I want to see it. I never knew that. Let me see Misty. Because I know it was a scene because I remember watching it. Unless if it was with... Dawn? Was it Dawn? Was it with Dawn? But I'm not 100% sure. I just remember there was a specific keychain scene that I thought was really cute because it was calling back to like... I'm pretty sure it was Misty, though. Like, I'm 80% sure it was Misty. I'm sorry, but, I, like, these, this right here makes me wish it was Misty. Like, like look look at this yeah, fan art. Yeah, that's so cute, Like, though. this fan art makes me feel like it should be Misty. Yeah, but I I don't know why that scene doesn't, like, exist on YouTube, because I remember, like, there used to be, like, a bunch of quiz, like, clips. Huh. Yo, I want a young adult Ash. I want Ash to be 18, 19. Oh, God, no. I want that. Like, I don't know. I, I'm the kind, I, I don't know. Okay. So with all this, like all like, I, I'm a huge, I'm a huge consumer of, of, you know, all that is nerd. I just love consuming it. I don't really criticize what I take. I'm the person who was like, you know what? Batman and Robin with George Clooney. That was fun. That was a mm -hmm. good time. Star Wars, Last Jedi. That was a good movie. I like that. So mm -hmm. you, I, fuck, where was I going with this dude? I need more coffee. And then the flowers just going through me now. So many thoughts. Take it away, Gabriella. Take it away. All thoughts. Oh boy, being put on the spot. No, no, I'm just kidding. Next thing <laughs> I'm gonna go for are musicals. Now I had an idea. 
okay. I had an idea. So the producers thing. This is where this is the first time I'm yes. saying it out loud. I haven't okay, said it out yeah. loud on my stream once because I'm like, no, this is this is the place to say it out loud. Yeah, of course. So if it does happen, when it does happen, right? I was mm -hmm. I was talking to Stephanie. Okay, I was we're at the gas station. I was having thoughts like I usually do. And then, so whenever I think of stories, for some reason, I don't know if it was because I was raised by a single mother, but for some reason, whenever I think of a story, the main protagonist is always a woman. I, I always feel like, why can't it be a female lead? Let's do a female lead. So for yeah. the producers, I was like, could you do the producers where Max and Leo are women? And it's Max. Interesting. And you have Maxine cool. and Leona? Mm. I mean, it's really. So I've, I've always been, I, let me know, let, let that sink in. Cause I've always been in the thought that like, you can change things in stories as long as it doesn't change. Like you can change race, gender, all that. As long as it doesn't mess with the story. Like affect like, the plot. Exactly. Like ragtime, ragtime. Those people need to be those people, right? You need yeah, exactly. That. It's within the script that that's required. But the, yeah. pro but the producers, like, like you can, you can mess with that a little bit. Um, that's, I may have to think about that, honestly. Or even just oh. make one of them into a woman. Interesting. That's something I would reflect on. That's, that's something, honestly. Yeah. Cause no. I'll, I'll do respect. I feel like this like TikTok producers thing is, this is your baby. This is your baby that I'm just here to like, to like it observe is. and happily be a part of. That's just an idea yeah. where I'm like, why can't Max be a girl? Why can't Leo be a girl, you know? And then Leo can have that sweet moment with uh, with Ula and seeing that face together, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because if Max yeah. is a girl, because, oh, thank you. Because if Max is a girl, like, I don't know how it would be to have Max with a bunch of old men instead or keep them as old ladies. <laughs> like, Maxine just goes to, well, I mean, Maxine has her sugar daddies. Like, just how Max has his sugar, sugar mom. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think about that? Any, any I, thoughts? I don't, I don't know how, um, if Max was a girl, how the interactions with her and the old like ladies, or if we were to change it in this case, men would come off. Because if we change it to men, just like I, I don't know how I would feel about that. Because um, just like some of the lines that the like the old ladies like the one-off ones like touch me feel me like it, <laughs> it's i don't know how that would make me feel because like in at least in the other case it, it, it would be played for laughs but like yeah. if you look at it in the other eye in the guise of the other like with the roles reverse it would maybe be a little bit uncomfortable not gonna lie not to say that the other scenario is just as uncomfortable but like i don't know how that dynamic would play out so, okay, so yeah. check it out. That reminds me of a TikTok where I saw this woman. It was, I, I, it's this whole channel. And like, I'm not going to say who she is. I'm not bashing her either. Cause it looks like it was all for, you know, it was all comedy. It was all, it was all skits. Right. But she would go up to these men, not even men, young men, right. They're maybe like in their yeah. 19, 20. And she'd go up to them and be just like, I'm here with my sugar baby. Look at my sugar baby. Want you want your sugar mama to buy you something? And they'd be like, oh, hey, sugar mama. Yeah, sure. But, but you know, they'd like get into it. Some yeah. wouldn't, some would. And I'm thinking, yeah. like, that's why I think in the producers, it makes it funny because it's Max, a man, I guess, going, like, I mean, even then it's still weird. Because, like, I don't even, cause, okay. Because I thought, let me finish the thought. I had the thought where, like, what if it was in reverse? What if it was an older guy? And it was all a joke. He has a TikTok account and it's an older guy going up to like younger girls in the street and just being like, oh, it's my sugar baby. Hey, you want, I'm your sugar daddy. What do you want? You want me to buy you something? Yeah. 
That's the look I would imagine on the girl's face. That's the look of terror. Like it, oh, yeah. it's only funny when there isn't any imp- like any implied danger involved. Like if it's like a exactly. woman, exactly, yeah. If, if it's a woman going to the guy, it's like ah, like she's not gonna hurt him. I mean, I, what's that one Netflix documentary? No, that was the Tinder swindler. That was a guy. See, it's always not a the guy. Tinder. <laughs> it's always Anna Delvey. <laughs> it's always a guy. It's always a guy. Yes. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I I just thought about that. Just just yeah, with, Ma- with Maxine being like a bunch of older guys. She's being like, yeah, these are just a bunch of older, older, uh, horny guys who touch me, feel me. But like, yeah, give me your money, buddy. Yeah, that just that just sounds like OnlyFans. <laughs> but is it OK when Max does it? Like, but then you said it isn't right. It's like it, it's a hard line to toe, though, in my opinion, because like. Inherently, in the show's universe, Max is canonically not a good person. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not. He, yeah. he genuinely isn't. Like, he, like, swindles little old ladies out of money just to give them attention because they're lonely. But, like, I, I don't know how... I don't know how that would read the other way around, you know? I don't know why, I don't but know. I, I like the connection you made with OnlyFans, though. Yeah, it, it true. Makes, it makes it a little bit more relevant, you know, and, and, and it does. And it's all in the in the sense of fun because we're still. Let's not forget, we're still going to have that momentous scene with you know springtime for Hitler, which is honestly one of my favorite moments in the show. Yeah, seeing Roger come up as Hitler with that stance and his little hand just bend over yeah. and he just does that pose. Yeah, because the thing is with the, the whole thing about the producers is that. You you're laughing at like every single character who is like a Nazi, basically. You're laughing at them, and that's like because the thing is like I feel like the best form of like taking down combative like horrible ideas like that is laughing at it. And mm-hmm. Mel Brooks does a really good job at that in his writing. So that's why I think the show just works, and it and and that's why it did so well when it was like originally originated on broadway that's why i won so many tonys oh yeah so yeah (laughs) i mean it's one of the best musicals ever is it wait i think hamilton beat it or something but it was it held most tonys because it it held the record for most tonys yeah because it won like it won nine jesus and then hamilton won i don't know off the top of my head i know one i want to say 12 or 13 don't quote me on that, but it it won more than that. No, we're quoting so. you on that. You're being held accountable for your words oh, today, no! Gabriella. I don't know. This is a, a professional establishment. I don't know what kind of circus um, you think I'm running here. Um, well, I guess I'm going to get canceled online for misquoting how many Tonys Hamilton won. Oops. I'll say, I'll say it right now. I didn't like Hamilton when I when it first came out just because everyone was just throwing it in my face. I like I liked listening to the soundtrack, but when I saw it in person, I thought the whole show was good. It's just the environment that you're sitting there and hearing a bunch of like people sing along to a musical. I, I just was really uncomfortable. It was just like a, it was not my typical theater going experience that I'm used to. Ew, time out. Wait, people were singing along? Like, yes, like people, it's a concert? I, yes. Like when I went to New York, yeah. No, people were like singing along like it was a concert. 
It's like, Karen, so, I didn't pay to hear you sing. Shut no, up. Oh, exactly. And then some, and I remember uh, there was, I had to go to the bathroom really badly during the show. And I got up and like walked out during like helpless. And then the lady who was sitting, like I was passing in front of, she started like yelling at me because like I was blocking her view and she paid so much money to be there, which fine, but like, just let me go. I'm, I'm blocking your view for two seconds because I really need to pee. Like, Okay. <laughs> I think we needed uh, we needed a pandemic just to get people like that humbled a little bit. People like that, oh, you're, yeah. you're in my view. It's like shut the fuck up. I'm going to go pee, dude. I'm literally just peeing. Like I'm blocking your view for two seconds. Like, like th there's a pro shot with the original cast out now, so like <laughs> you can you'll be able to see that one shot you missed when you watched it in person. Like it's not it's not the end of the world. No. Yeah. This yeah. might be this oh. might be a hard question to ask you. Very hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite musical? Oh. Not musical you would want to be in per se, but separately, what's just your favorite musical? So hard for me. Ooh. I'm going to say West Side Story. West I'm going to say West Side Story. Story. Yeah. And I'm going to ask, why, why is that? Why, why is it your favorite? <laughs> um, I just, I don't know, just growing up, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican. So I had a really strong connection with that show growing up because it was like one of the few ounces of like actual like Latin representation on stage because like we have like before that point, like before like current day, because there's a lot more, there's a little bit more, but not enough. Um, we had like three and a half shows, like if you kind of want to count Avita, but like not really. Um, so yeah, no. And just in general, it's just like score wise, gorgeous. I love Leonard Bernstein's music. Gorgeous. And then lyrics by Sondheim. Like you can't go wrong with that. Mm, rest in peace. And just man. like, yeah, we, we lost a great, we just lost a great composer. But like also too, just in general, just like. The reason why I love that show so much, it's because if you mainly look on the side of the sharks, what what they did when writing that show is that they took they took certain like stereotypes found in Latino people and they made them three dimensional. So they took like these somewhat caricatures and then they made them more deep. Like you have like the the super innocent girl, like who's like is super naive and everything yet they made her into a three-dimensional character and the same can be said for anita and even chino and bernardo so yeah and just just in general it's just such just it just holds such a good place in my heart too so it's just and i'm a big fan of like golden age musicals too like they just like slap sometimes and that's like one of the one of the few golden age shows that i still think that it currently holds up even keeping everything the same not really changing much which even then you can kind of see with uh, the most recent revival that was on broadway how that didn't really f like function well with a newer audience because a lot of people were really attached with the original version like a plot that like congratulations for doing something different with that like that's incredible but the thing is that also kind of took away for from what made West Side Story so great to begin with. So yeah, that's my little rant. <laughs> what was that change that had people so um, uncomfortable or just so changed? So what they did with the revival of West Side Story is that, um, so first off they changed the original choreography, which 
big part of West Side Story is Jerome Robinson's choreography, like yeah. having that fight choreography so elaborate. They they completely scrapped that aspect, made it into like modern dance. What? And yeah, yeah, they did that. They made it like a minimalist set with like a bunch of projections and stuff like that. Um, they they cut I Feel Pretty, which what? I I have a really big problem with that because that is uh like that that is the song that basically like fulfills Maria's character arc, even though it just seems like it doesn't have meaning, but it literally does in the plot. Because um out of Tony and Maria at the beginning, she's the more level-headed one with the relationship, as you can tell in the balcony scene, and Tony's like his head is in the clouds, he sings Maria. And then in act two, the roles are reversed. And then you know something is wrong because Maria has her head in the clouds and Tony just literally killed her brother. So, like, that's why that shift is so important. Oh, but, yeah, no, that bothered me, too. And also just, like, some things with the casting as well. Like, they cast a kind of a really pl- problematic person in the show that wasn't the best person. Just, yeah, so. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, okay, so if you were to hold this new revival on its own and not compare it to the original does it hold up? Does Maria's character hold up? Or does she feel a little empty? I mean, first off, I, I still haven't seen... I never saw the revival, oh, okay. if I'm going to be honest. I've seen, like... I saw bootlegs of it, but I that's ba- mainly it. But it's just the thing is, like, I, it's just a really weird change, in my opinion. And also in the revival as well, they made... Um, they made... They extended one scene in particular that I kind of have an issue with. They, there's this one scene towards the end of the show where, like, Anita is, like, telling, uh, trying to find Tony and tell them, like, oh, Maria's safe. But then she gets, like, attacked by um, the Jets because they're being just jerks. And then she's like, oh, Maria's dead. What they what they did is that um, they basically extended it and then just made her just getting assaulted on stage. So, like, it, it I, uh, I don't know. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. All right. That was a great answer to the question. Here's another one. Ready? What's yeah. your dream musical to be in? Oh, to be in? Like dream role? Dream role. And it or- could be any show, like not even revived yet. Even if you're like, it has to be revived, you know, bring it back or any, yeah. any, any musical. Um, like top one, Ava Perona and Evita, a hundred percent. Ooh, and I've heard your voice yeah. on TikTok. That's one heck of a voice. Yeah, you gotta have a voice like that, dude. Yeah, no, and it's just such a good show in general. I, albeit I'm not the biggest fan of Andrew Lloyd Webber, but like that's that's definitely one of like his top three best musicals. It's just it's just solid. It, the, albeit the ending is kind of like anticlimactic, but it, it's a good show. It's surprising, especially if you don't, if you're not a musical theater person, and if you don't know who, you know, who Ava Perone is, you come into mm-hmm. this crazy show and you're like, "Is that Che Guevara? Wait, what? Yeah. Why are we moving? Whoa, whoa, what's going on? It just, it's like, it's kind of like a steam train, it just keeps going forward, it doesn't even let you mm-hmm. take a breath at any point. Yeah, and it's just fun. It's just such a good show. And another fun fact about me is that me and the real life Ava Perone were born on the same day. So. so you're meant to play the role is what you're saying. Well, hopefully, hopefully we'll Dude, get there eventually. <laughs> manifest it, make it real in here. You're going to make it real out there, man. Yeah, just inevitably when they just revive it again, they'll just have to put me. <laughs> Do it. They'll be like, there's this TikTok, there's this TikTok actor. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna put her in. Gabrielle, so he's already oh, done, done. Okay. Yeah, there's this random girl who keeps harassing like Josh Groban online. Yeah, let's put her in. 
You can, I heard about that too on TikTok. What's what? that all about? I heard he was. Did he respond? Oh my god! Uh, no, here's a funny story. So I made this video. Of course, it's a one-off video that I don't think about. I just made a video, just me looking at the camera, being like, "I want Josh Groban to go back to Broadway." <laughs> and then I just kept repeating it until I was screaming, and then the video cuts off. And he, did, I like tagged him. I was like, "Oh, he's not going to respond." He did. He made a duet of it. No way. And then he he like said that he was like flattered, but also like terrified. And then I commented, I was like, I'm so sorry, Josh Groban, I did not mean to scare you off. And a bunch of people, like, saw that video, and I was like, well, I gotta, like, make him an apology video, I guess. So, like, I made him a video, like, I was like, I'm so sorry for scaring you. So, like, to make you feel better, I made you, like, this video in appreciation. And it literally just cuts to, like, you raise me up, just blasting with my hands, like, up in a fist, just shaking my head, just staring at the camera. <laughs> and he ended up commenting on that video. He was like, oh, nothing weird. No, you're all good. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, oh. And I was like, yes, just keep slaying Josh. <laughs> yes, you Josh. Go Josh. Yeah, literally. Jesus. It's funny because, like, I've seen him in concert before, and I saw him when he was in Great Comet. Like, I've, like, seen him perform, and here I am just, like, making silly little jokes at him. <laughs> I mean, that's, again, that's the cool thing about social media. It connects you not just – it not just connects you to all these, like, celebrities that we all love, right? But it kind of humanizes the whole situation, right? The whole, like – Yeah, it does. Fan star relationship. It just makes it more, mm -hmm. like, even playing field. It's like, no, it's all good. Hi. Yeah. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> yeah. Literally. It's crazy. All right. So you live in New York. You ever have any uh, celebrity sightings or bump-ins? You, do you have any stories at all? <laughs> I have um, I have two that come to mind. Um, so I, at one point, I was living in the NYU dorms, as one does. Unfortunately, they're, they're not the best, honestly. But, um, like... I was living in like a grody dorm. It was nasty. But it's NYU. But you would think like I know, NYU. but I was but I was unlucky and I got like a really old dorm that like a bunch of people just it, it just was never clean. Like it was not good. Yeah. But it was like I kid you not, there was like mold everywhere. Like it was bad. But um so basically one day because I I was living like around like uh third Ave in like um like right near NoHo, like that area. So I would have to walk that way. I would have to walk to Washington Square Park from main campus. And what ended up happening was I was like walking back because I had like a break in my schedule and I was like exhausted. I had like ballet that day and I wanted to like take a shower and take a nap because I'm tired. So I was walking back. I had my I had my um my like AirPods in. I was just walking, listening to music. And then I I see this like random ass like tall like skinny dude just walk by, and I was like, huh, like that's weird. Okay, and a bunch of people were doing a double take. I'm like, what? And then I look, and then he keeps walking, and he he like looks back or whatever, and it was Timothy Chalamet. Oh, Timothy Chalamet! <laughs> hey, well, yeah, I just saw him. I just saw him walking around. I was like, why? What? Okay, I guess. And then another time, I like I was it was during like golf ball and um, wait during what? During uh, I want to say it was golf ball. Yeah, no, during golf ball when it's like this big. Um, What's golf ball? 
it's like this giant music festival in New York. And oh, it's it's very it's very it's very funny because like a lot of people are like, Yeah, no, this is like so cool. Like all the college kids go. No, it's like all high schoolers that go. It's kinda of funny. But <laughs> Really? But it's a music yeah. festival. It is a music festival. It's just a bunch of high schoolers just asking like people that are twenty one, Hey, can you buy me a beer? And you're just like Okay, well, um, but yeah, no, um, around like then I was walking and I saw like Ember Chamberlain with her like now ex-boyfriend, which was interesting too. So, All right. All yeah, right. you just see random people just walking around. It's, it's kind of funny. My brother saw Matthew Broderick one time when we were here. Matthew Broderick. Oh, I love that yeah. guy. Yeah. I, he saw him like just eating a pizza randomly. It's like, okay. It's and like then normal guy. one of my... Yeah, literally, and one of my friends just saw Tony Bennett just sitting in Central Park, just like chilling. Like, yeah, it's like you just you just see like mo- the most random things. It's yeah, like, hey, Tony, just a normal old guy sitting at a park now. How you doing? Yeah, buddy? literally. Yeah. Have, did you see that performance Tony did with Lady Gaga with him helping him out? <gasps> oh, it's so good. I love Lady Gaga so much. Late, oh, fucking queen. Bad Romance mm-hmm. was like my anthem senior year, dude. As it should be. Uh, <laughs> amen, dude. Amen. Uh, yeah. Lady Gaga seems to be like the best friend to the to the uh, elderly in Hollywood. She's like, which taking, I appreciate it. She's taking care of all the ones that like. She every time she's with someone else new that's like older and like renowned and talented, you're like, yeah, take care of them. Take care of Liza. Take care of Tony, please. Thank you. I literally cried when like she was with Liza. Like I was like, oh my god, that's so wholesome. And then when uh, Tony Bennett, like, remembered her, like, I was like, <gasps> yeah, no, just the feels, you know. <laughs> yeah, and Tony Bennett shows us, like, the power of music. Like, the man, you know, like, he's older and he's, is, is it dementia? I'm not sure. I, I want to say it's dementia. And he's going through all or that. Or Alzheimer's. It's something. Yeah. It's just some deterioration. But the music is still in there. It brings him out. It's like magic. Yeah really interesting because you see that a lot with uh patients that have like very strong memory loss like alzheimer's or dementia like it's they always have a connection to like music so it's really interesting i did this project in college where we had to Mm -hmm. think of our we had to make up a musical right Mm -hmm. and uh i i made one called i think it was called was it aphasia i forgot the word but basically someone can have a stroke or or some sort of like traumatic head some head trauma right Mm-hmm. And the part of your brain that controls speech turns off. Yeah. But the part of your brain that controls music and art and everything else is on the opposite side. So you yeah. can still sing. You can, and there's people who have learned how to speak again through song. Yeah. From melody to rhythm to just back to normal speech. So I had a whole musical based on that or a girl. That's really cool. Again, a girl. You know, and like she can't mm-hmm. speak because of something, but like she's learning how to speak. She's trying to communicate with her family through song. It's just that whole Dang. thing. But I think music's beautiful, man. All right. So let's see. We're getting into 40 minutes. Let's see. Okay. I got the last five questions for you. And these are going to be okay. those questions I told you about. These are mm-hmm. questions I like to ask friends. And I, I, I'm going to ask them here on the podcast because I just think they're great questions. The five questions that the great uh, – Oh my God! What's his name? I'm spacing from uh, inside the act. Uh, um, Lipton, James Lipton. Yeah, is it James? But he passed. Oh. Away. Was it James? Okay. Wait, hold up. I I could not tell you. Let me see. Hold up. I'm gonna I'm gonna search it up because I don't want to say I love that man. Inside the actors' studio. Uh, 
Yeah, James Lipton. There you go. He was on Boy Meets World too. He's on TV. He's a funny guy. I'm down. Yeah, he's like this old, this older man who would just like sit down and you'd be like, "Welcome to Inside the Actors Studio," and we're gonna That's talk. To, and he talked to like uh, Robert De Niro. He talked to a lot of people. Well, anyways, so here are the five questions. First question: mm-hmm. What turns you on? What makes you happy in life? <laughs> and take your time. Uh, no rush. Please take your yeah, time. Don't be afraid of the loaded. silences. Don't be afraid of the silences. Probably just the joy from others. I like making other people like happy and feel wanted. So probably that. All right, all right. What turns you off? What makes you unhappy? I, I would probably say just like very much like people that are very apathetic, people that don't really care about others in a sense. Mm. So, yeah. Dig it. Dig it. Next question is what job career would you like to have other than the one that you have right now? Say other than acting. Probably a writer. Ooh. If I may ask, what type of writing? Because I know you're a journalist major as well. Yeah. No, creative writing. Creative writing. Wonderful. Yeah. What job would you least like to do? I would not be a good lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Well, the honesty. Dig it. Dig it. Okay. Yeah. All right. And last question. Uh, if there is a heaven and if uh, if you believe in a God or whatever sense of, you know, the almighty would be he, she, they. If there is a heaven and when you reach the pearly gates of heaven, what do you hope God tells you? You did good. Yeah. You did good, kid. You did good. And you did good on the podcast, man. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, hey, thanks so much for being here. We're going to end the recording. Uh, Please, uh, Gabriella, say what you're doing. Plug anything you want. Okay. Well, um, you can follow me on my TikTok and Instagram. They have the same ad. It's at Gabriella underscore Sophia underscore Torres. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Thanks again. Thanks again. I thought to call you Sophia. Gabriella Sophia Torres. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And... What is going on, everyone? This is Stephen Brogan Cortez. You have made it to the YVF Not Podcast. Today is a special episode, episode 43. We have our first guest, and I believe this is season three. Cool, cool. We have Gabriela Sofia Torres. Hope you enjoy the show, y'all. Let's get into it. <laughs> 